Well, let's have a word of prayer and we'll get started. Lord, thank you for each of these ladies and thank you for the, their desire to put you first and priority here of Bible study and fellowship. I pray you'll give us exactly what you'd have for us this morning. Thank you that you always do meet our needs and we are just resting in that now in Jesus' name, amen. All right, back last year, <laughs> we were talking about managing your ministry. I started on that, the last session that we had together. And, you know, as you think of managing life, you think of managing your time, you think of managing your household, you think of managing your family, um, managing just the different various activities that you're involved in. But unfortunately, for many believers, they don't realize that that all merges for one primary reason, and that is to serve the Lord with their life. And I appreciate the emphasis here on the management of our lives for the sake of ministry. Let me say this, that if you really want your life to make sense, um, God's priorities have to be center. Uh, if uh, you just sort of go from one thing to the next and uh, or you have something that's not the highest of priority is that which motivates you. I don't care how well you do, you will always be scrambling for meaning. Um, I especially talk to men about this leading their homes. Very frustrating for a wife if the man does not have ministry at the center of his life because to be a help meet for what? I mean, money means very little. I mean, we need it obviously to do what we need to do. Success in business means little as life goes on. Uh, on and on you could go with the different things that you can be involved in in life, but when it's right in the core of what God wants and you're seeing your life count for eternity, now that's worth investing. And so uh, it is in managing our lives we need to get a perspective that ministry is core. First uh, Peter 4.10 is the verse that uh, is used here in this chapter. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. All right, we've looked at Ephesians chapter 4. How many believers have spiritual gifts? Everyone does. It's because you are indwelt by the Spirit, which gives you spiritual gifts, okay? And it's how he works in a specific, unique way through you for the cause of uh, the forward work of his work in these days. So each of you are a supernatural channel of God's gifting to accomplish the work of Jesus Christ. We talk about the body of Christ. The body of Christ functions. We are Christ on this earth and each of us have a unique opportunity to uh, be supernaturally used. Now ministry, we have to be careful. Sometimes people will talk about giftings and they're talking about different natural abilities. Now does God use natural abilities? Well certainly, He gives us natural abilities. If you are good at organizing, great. Uh, ministration, great. You have a real merciful spirit, naturally, great. Um, you're creative, great. But spiritual gifts are often in the area of our weakness where it is clearly of God. 
And many, many, many believers only evaluate their lives from what they're good at instead of what God wants them to do. We're going to see later in this study this morning that ministry, humanly speaking, is always a risk. You get out of your comfort zone because it isn't your natural thing that you feel good about. Um, if you've ever uh, taken on a new venture, maybe a new job or a new a responsibility, and you've never done that before, don't you feel a little insecure for a while? I mean, I mean everything in you is trying to figure that out. It's, uh, you know, you're under pressure. And when it comes to taking steps of faith, when God calls us to ministry where we know we don't naturally have the ability, but we know God has burdened us to do it, and, and that spiritual gifting is beginning to be seen by leadership, uh, well, it's going to take a real step of faith to do it. And in my years of ministry, uh, the folks that have just been able to continue on and be extremely faithful are those that really get in the core center of God's uh, ministry will for them. Uh, but unfortunately, many, many, many uh, folks miss seeing a life of miracles. And that's why they get discouraged in the Christian life. If you just look at it naturally, does everything go well perfectly every day? No. You can count on it not. Remember, when I've talked about time management, priority time management, if you have really good management, and you've got it really laid out, you've had good goal setting, you've gotten your steps, your big rocks, the whole nine yards, you've laid it out, a good day is that you're going to get 100% of what you plan done, right? No. Wrong. If you get 60% done, whoa, I mean, you are off the charts, okay? That means that there was 40% bad day, okay? Uh, part of the bad day is us. Uh, we bring a bad day to the whole equation because we're having to deal with ourselves. And, and then the world, you know, uh, uh, it's just the way. Now, you don't need to be a, I'm an optimist. I think God does great things every day. But you've got to realize that there, there are issues. So uh, anyway, getting back to this perspective, um, it is important for us to realize what really matters in life is to see God use us. Have you ever been used of God, and you're maybe, maybe in the midst of a lot of pressures, but being used of God, all of a sudden those pressures melt away? Man, you see somebody saved, or you help a Christian see truth, or you're able to just sacrifice a little to meet somebody's need, and all of a sudden, eh, those problems weren't so big. Why? Because you're seeing God do something. You see an answer to prayer. You see God open the door. Uh, and so you can handle the pressures, but if you're only living in the human plane, uh, watch out. That's why I said there's so many negative things that are going to happen. Your life is going to be one crisis after another. But if you're walking with God, every crisis is building you. You're seeing God work. You're excited about the next day, and it really changes things. So I really want to encourage you to realize that we have to manage our life uh, in a, in a way that, that we are asking God to give us um, a, a real uh, understanding of what, why we're on this planet. Folks, we're going to live, if you're saved, we're going to live with the Lord forever. 
Uh, if you finished out your Bible reading, reading the book of Revelation, that's just this amazing, just amazing, pretty horrifying. <laughs> but then you get to the end, it's amazing. I, I mean, that's just a blink of an eye, we're going to be there. Uh, and so we've got to realize what an opportunity to serve the Lord right now. All right, our author suggests what she calls five fat files to help you get ministry conscious. Five fat files. I would never have thought of it that way. That must, uh, uh, that's unique. But anyway, and um, she had an older Christian encourage her, if you are going to grow as a Christian, and if you are going to become good at some area that God's called you to, well then work at it. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, all right, I got called to preach, but eh, I'm not going to go to Bible college. I don't need it, you know, and uh, I don't need to study. I'm gifted. You know, I can just get up and preach. Oh, brother. Uh, we wouldn't have people around very long, okay? Uh, in other words, I have to work at it, work at it, work at it, work at it, work at it. I got a lot of fat files, okay? And uh, it's a, a constant challenge. Well, you know, it's really exciting when you begin to understand things and you begin to get uh, an astute perspective on things. And so what she suggests, which I think is very important, uh, is to pray and select five ministry topics. In other words, you got a burden. See, your ministry is a spiritual burden that you have, not a natural inclination, but a spiritual burden that you have. And, and yet you probably feel very inadequate in those areas. But she said, uh, pick up uh, five ministry topics, label your folders. You can change them, obviously. Sometimes you realize that wasn't the most important one to do. Um, but then uh, start the uh, exciting adventure of filling up your files on everything you can find out about that subject. Okay. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know what, what to say as an example, uh, but um, some area that you are burdened for, uh, maybe on how to teach, how to lead Bible studies, how to, how to work with people, uh, getting good material, and just continue. Get, by the way, a folder that has that ability to get bigger. What do you call those? Anyway, expandable, that makes sense. Thank you, our teacher here. Uh, uh, expandable file. And, uh, and so just a very practical suggestion. And um, just become, just make it your goal to keep learning, learning, learning. We talked about expanding yourself in general. But expand yourself in areas that you believe God wants you to grow in and you may be a little insecure in. But learn about leadership. Learn about teaching. Learn about Bible study. Methods of Bible study. You might want to have just a whole folder. Uh, by the way, anytime you hear Pastor Zimple is going to teach on methods of Bible study, you take that disciple course. I mean, that is, that's great. Let me mention this. For members of Falls Baptist Church, you do have the right to audit one course per semester here at BCM. We don't uh, sometimes forget to mention that. And uh, so that is just uh, a blessing for uh, uh, people that would like to grow. We do have a number of two-week blocks, and that's doable. 
And uh, if you're not working or something, you might want to get in and just audit. You can even take it for credit if you want to. You'd have to be accepted. But uh, anyway, uh, but uh, it's um, some of our folks. Remember Joan Harris? Bless her heart. She was quite an addition to Pastor Schultz's class. I'll never forget that. He says, wow, that sure changed the chemistry of uh, uh, my class. It was a real blessing. She was a real blessing. But she would audit classes and, um, and take advantage of Bible study and growth. So, um, but anyway, just keep learning. Keep growing. You may say, I don't know where to start. Well, ask me. I can try to point you to different books and and we do have, and another thing you can take advantage of, folks, is we have a, a, one of the best Bible libraries and, and um, uh, ministry libraries around there in our uh, BCM library. And that's, again, another opportunity you have as a, if you are part of the church to be able to uh, get books out of there and, uh, and to be able to uh, utilize that for your own development and growth and so forth. So. Uh, there are things that you can print off and uh, things that you can learn. So uh, keep growing. So the five fat files, okay? So you start by purchasing five manila expandable folders, okay? Step number one. And then select your five ministry topics, label them, and then start the adventure of... Uh, of developing those files. Now, as you get more burdened for ministry, God will begin to hone in on where you see God supernaturally work. Now again, you don't neglect your natural abilities, but God may give you a burden that just uh, has, is obviously of Him. Well, take that very seriously and get to just reading the Word of God and praying and asking God to give you more and more an understanding of how that burden can be developed and how it can be used in ministry. I love it when people will come to see me and say, you know, I've been burdened about this area. Is there any way that I could be used in this area? Well, obviously, we will find a way for you to be used. That's no problem. We've developed the ministry into, the, into ways that uh, we have you know, over 300 to 350 ministry positions that people can be involved in. Uh, you have your small group Bible studies, of course, but you've got many, many other things that, that go on. We have, uh, we have special needs ministry. It's been neat to see people called to that and gifted. That's an amazing thing. Uh, we have our addictions ministry, which is restarting with a new curricula uh, starting at the end of this month. And um, people get burdened for that and gifted to work in that area. Uh, we have um, the different ethnic ministries. And uh, we have the deaf ministry, which is a very real ministry. One that I think is, uh, is a burden for me, and we've had it go off and on, and that is the blind ministry. Blind, uh, though that's a terrible handicap, they, uh, they can hear, which allows them to function pretty normally. They don't necessarily like to be a part of a blind ministry, but to be able to facilitate development, growth, and all kinds of things. I mean, I just throw out, there's so many areas of ministry that are available if we start just asking God, what would He have me to do? And I'm telling you, when God gives you a burden and a passion, 
It just becomes your life. You think about some of, I could name some ministries and you'd immediately put people with those ministries, wouldn't you, uh, here at the church. And uh, they have just been called to do it. And uh, that's just, they live, uh, you know, it just becomes core to their life. So be praying about that. And the best thing you can do is be in the Word, be in the Word, be in the Word, take time in prayer. Um, and uh, I know that uh, almost anyone that's ever called to any field, uh, God did it through the Word of God, the study, willingness to open hearts, uh, their heart for that. And so then pray for ministry opportunities. God may give you a series of opportunities that will hone in on where God wants to use you. Uh, we talk about divine appointments in the matter of um, uh, reaching people with the gospel. Everywhere we go, there are divine appointments, and we need to be watching for those. One of the, by the way, one good way to look for a divine appointment is if somebody speaks to you, hmm, all right, way a wide open door. The minute, and, and you'll find people say, "It's unusual. Why did they speak to me?" And you realize, wait a second, this is a divine appointment. Then look for divine appointments among believers. Opportunity to say something, to teach something, maybe to start a discipleship, uh, maybe to meet a need, but ask, just ask God. Do you think He'll give you ministry opportunities if you ask about it? <laughs> I guarantee you He will. Uh, whenever you pray about souls, whenever you pray about ministry, it's one of those prayers you know is going to get answered. It's exciting. But you've got to keep your eyes open and be willing to let God work in your, in your life. So do pray about that. There are all kinds of people. You think about right here in our church, there are just so many people with all kinds of different needs where you can just be a blessing. You have no idea the hidden hurts, the burdens that they're carrying, the pressures that are there, and God can bring you at just the right time. I, I'm amazed over and over. I'll all of a sudden have a conversation with someone and I'll ask about something and and the Lord just impresses me or I'll send a, a text and I'm praying for the church or whatever and I'm always amazed, I shouldn't be, they'll say, oh, that was perfect timing. I need to tell you about this. This is happening in my life. I need prayer here. And uh, I look at those as very special divine appointments. Just be a messenger for God. You know, it may only be a 10-minute conversation, but it can be life-changing. Don't you appreciate when someone really cares and just stops and talks to you, you know, and opens their heart just uh, for a moment sometimes, and that can be very, uh, very helpful to pop you out of a wrong perspective and uh, just cause you to really go forward in the Lord. Now, accept the challenge to grow. Um, we, uh, we get stuck. One of the things that, that is, is sad is how many people do not develop their minds. They do not develop their lives. We go through maybe school, or some goes through higher education, maybe training on the job, but you can get pretty static and stuck, and you get stuck in your ways, and you really get into a little, a little bit of a prison of just your own routine of life and how you think. That's why the fat files are helpful. But also, you want to develop new pathways in your mind, and that comes by doing things you're not used to doing, learning things that you have not learned before. Read, 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 and read, and communicate, and learn a skill. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Maybe you played the piano and gave up in the seventh grade. By the way, parents, never 
My, my child doesn't like the instrument. No, their flesh doesn't like the instrument. Um, we liked the strings for our kids, period. And we liked the piano for our kids, whether they liked it or not. And you know what? They all like it now. It's amazing how that works. You know, and, um, uh, but, uh, but they, we, we give, so let's say you gave up in seventh, uh, as a seven-year-old, you have a piano in the house? I dare you to take piano lessons. Develop your mind. By the way, the piano uh, causes every part of your mind to fire all at one time. And it, it will help you. Have you ever noticed just sitting down to play actually is very refreshing and uh, music. So these are, you know, God can lead each of us differently. I'm just, um, but, but now what's really scary, folks, did you know what the natural, the national average uh, as of 10, uh, 15 years ago it was for watching television? 6.4 hours a day. That's just the average, 6.4 hours a day. And um, where in the world do you get 6.4 hours to watch television? I don't know. Now today it's YouTube, it's you know all the other stuff, but entertainment you'd have to put. That means that um, what's really scary is that means you, for 10 full years of your life, you're watching television. And that, that just goes right out the tubes, okay? And listen, if the default position, just because you're lonely or something, and I know for some of you that live by yourself and all, it's very tempting, but you know what your default position needs to be when you get lonely? Pick up a good book, be prepared, communicate. How can I minister? Get up and go, do something. Uh, do not just be a uh, observer of life. You are right now called to be a participant in life. And um, it is a battle, isn't it? It's, very, it's much easier to be an observer. And uh, so I'm glad that she addresses that pretty strongly. Um, and what happens is that when we're just observers, we stay immature, we don't grow, we don't develop, our minds uh, are wasted. Uh, we are just missing out on all that God could do uh, in our lives. And that leads me to what I, was, I said I would mention, and that is that you have to allow yourself to be stretched. All of this, you might, have, you might be thinking, oh, it sounds good, but oh. Well, listen, when you step out in ministry, as I said, it's a risk. There's nothing in, I know in my life that has ever counted that did not scare me to death when I did it. You know what it's like to preach the first time when you've never preached? Ah, yeah. You know what it's like to preach after you preach for years <laughs> in front of uh, certain crowds? I tell you what, like when I'm standing backstage before the end of uh, the Christmas carol, let's say, and I've got a room full of unsaved people, and, uh, and then I'm having to walk through as the all of the cast is coming out, and I'm walking out, and of course the lights are unbelievable and, and everything. I don't care how many times you've done it, that's a dramatic moment of a risk because people's lives are at stake for eternity. I can't pull this off humanly. I've got to have God deliver me or I'm had. And man, I'm telling you, uh, you feel it. I mean, I'll come home and I'm, huh. You know, because it, it is a risk, but it's a great risk. I mean, I can't tell you how thrilling it is to tell people how to get saved. Man, I'm, it almost brings tears to my eyes right now to think about that privilege. 
So I don't want to back off of that risk. I don't want to go to the comfort zone. Anytime you hand out a track, your heart starts thumping, right? I mean, anytime you start talking to somebody about, about the Lord or you start counseling somebody that's struggling, anything you do, you start to teach a class or you give a presentation, whatever it is that God's called you to do, uh, it's, it's, it's a risk. And so we need to be willing to be stretched because when you start serving the Lord, God will begin to start expanding you, He'll develop you, He will strengthen you, and He will just cause your whole life um, to develop. Don't we want that for our children? Why do we give them into education? Stretch, 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 stretch. We don't want teachers just to let them be what, they're do what they are. We want them to get, take them somewhere. Listen, if your music teacher of your child is pushing, don't, don't think... Oh, just come on, don't be so hard on my child. You ought to be saying, ramp it up. I want to see my child, come on, you got to do it the right way, but I want to see my child really develop, right? I mean, those developmental years. Well, we want to develop. We're the children of God. And um, so we do need to be willing to be stretched. Now, a couple other thoughts here that just help you be focused on ministry, and that is support other people in their ministries too. You know, um, God gives us very, very specific, unique giftedness in ministries. Um, and you see it in someone else. And, you know, many times you need somebody to partner. Let's say someone is going to do some kind of outreach at their home. Or um, maybe they're involved in a ministry in one of our areas here. And they obviously need some help to do it. And you see them, you know them and uh, you offer to help them. You are, you are coming alongside in their giftedness to be a blessing just to help at that time. It, it just, when you are involved in ministry and see God, I love coming and assisting missionaries, for instance, on the field. And for a little while, get to watch what they're doing and, and assist them during that time. That is a great blessing. And uh, uh, I love to be able to, to come into different uh, of our ministries here and spend a little bit of time and work with them and, and uh, take time to figure things out or to minister. And it just opens your eyes up. You know, it's extra time, but that's what life is all about. And it expands your whole horizons on what God is doing. Did you know God is working in every corner of the globe right now? You can't go anywhere without seeing God working. You know, sometimes we think, we all we see is the Satan in the darkness. And boy, it's everywhere. But at the same time, folks, if we could look uh, from heaven down on earth and, have, and see the lights of every, every place where God is working, we see the whole globe lit up. And uh, God is working. It's amazing to me. I see people sacrificing very humbly in different places, and nobody knows about them, but God is on the move. And you want to be part of that. Learn what's going on, you know, and... Uh, and assist, you know, maybe go on a missions trip and assist. You say, ooh, that's out of my comfort zone. Well, you know, um, it would have to be the Lord to encourage you to do it. But there's just a lot more that we can be involved in than we think. And she has here about one way to enter in, and I appreciate this one, is pray for your pastor and pray for the leadership of uh, your church. And that helps you enter in spiritually to the burden of the ministry. Um, honestly, folks, uh, every ministry, and I'm, gonna, I'm saying this first for what I'm involved in, and then it'll be for you, 
Every ministry is a spiritual struggle because Satan does not want the, the, the ministry to, to advance. And so I know firsthand all of the time the spiritual battle. I see it. It's heavy at times. It's glorious what God does. I mean, Satan never wins. If you're praying, you know, like I came out of Sunday night's prayer meeting with a heart that just lifted as God met with us. And I thought, you know, that's, that's the greatest protection in the world. God's going to work. God is going to meet our needs. And that's uh, <clears throat> what we've got to know. So your prayer for uh, those of us in leadership, God will start giving you a little bit of insight, even as to the, just getting a little bit of burden. He'll supernaturally do that as to what we may be going through and decisions we're having to make. I think one of the hardest things for me is just this, decisions affect so many people's lives. What do we plan to do next? What is our theme? Well, I remember we struggled for about a month and a half, two months on the theme for this year. But boy, the I am theme is just, I don't know about you all, I'm sure enjoying it myself. It's been, been transforming. It was great to hear in the prayer meeting how many were blessed by uh, the, the study of Jehovah. Jehovah's names, and um, but that you know God led in that, and I know people pray for us, and God answered prayer, and God gave us the leadership for that theme, and that happens every year, and uh, so I would appreciate your prayer, and that's why I pray for one another because you're going to be in a spiritual war yourself when you get into ministry, and uh, you need people praying for you, and then of course there's two aspects about your family. Ladies, of course, you've got to keep your family front and center in ministry. But remember, ministry is what makes your family come alive. If you're not, listen, the heart of the mother is what becomes the heart of the children. My mother loves souls. Oh, it'd take forever to go anywhere um, because my mom was witnessing. I have a wife exactly the same way. I have to build in extra time, uh, and I'm so thankful because she gives me all kinds of witnessing opportunities. She talks to them and hands me off. You know, it looks good. I'm, I'm a great soul winner here, you know, but uh, it's the truth. She, uh, she doesn't look at a shopping trip as going to get something. It's more divine appointments, and uh, my mother was the same way. My mother was constantly discipling. She was just ministry. She had lists of things. She's the one that developed the kind of Bible school we have here. That was my mother. So is it any, it's no surprise that all five of us went into full-time ministry. That was the heart of our mother. And uh, so I just really want to encourage you. If you. So that will be for your family, but don't escape from your family through ministry. That's the danger. Listen, good mother, mothers will bring their, their children into the ministry with them, serve with them. But when you escape from them, to do ministry, now you've missed it. Now they're going to get bitter at ministry. And that's the last thing that you want. So you've got to have good balance on that. And uh, that is a blessing. And so the final thought here, I need to be done, is the fact that when God calls you and gives you, and you're developing ministry, this is all, this is for your whole life. Uh, just like, you know, uh, giftedness that I have, it's for life. Uh, anyone that's in any kind of ministry, it's for life. And God will just, and He'll give, He may change it because of your inability to do certain things at certain stages, but He will continue to use you. And that will give you great hope as uh, you might have limitations later on, you still can be mightily used of the Lord. 
So I appreciate in the middle of this book on management, this emphasis on ministry. She's right on. And that's what's changed her life. If you read and her background and so forth, it's a miracle how they got saved and then how they started serving the Lord. But the turning point for her and her husband was when they, when they began to trust God and get used in the ministry. Then God transformed them. And so that's, I think, why it's right there on her heart how that uh, God will work that way. So, all right, well, you can go ahead and uh, have your discussion times there.